Ladies and gentlemen, welcome from another amazing, outstanding episode of the show, of the podcast, Carlos Inspire Show, that interviews amazing guests. They are doing something for the planet. They are out there showing up to blow up. Guests that wake up with determination, that go to sleep with satisfaction because they take massive action. And today, ladies and gentlemen, today you guys are in for a treat. Today I have somebody here. She's the person responsible for the most powerful people in the planet before they go on TV, before they go on TV shows, before they go and act like a fool on presidential debate candidates. I'm not going to say any names, but ladies and gentlemen, she is amazing. She is out freaking standing. Her name is Jen Hargrave. She's a keynote speaker. She's an expert in non-verbal communication. She's an author of several books on body language and featured on some of the country's most popular television programs. Jen has been teaching audiences how to read body language signals for over 15 years. She's a popular speaker, distinguished educator, author, and talk show guest, working with thousands in the field of personal growth and self-expression through seminars and workshops for the past 10 years. My great friend, Highgrave, continues to inspire many of today's leading corporations. Her expertise concerning nonverbal communication in the courtroom and witness preparation, plus her membership in the American College of Forensic Examiners, proves to be the topics of interest in her presentations for the Honolulu Police, Louisiana Attorney General's Office, various legal branch and bar associations across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the amazing Jen in the house, and it's about to go down. How are you, my friend? I am good. That's the best introduction I ever got, the most excited introduction I've ever got. But look, you know, I, I'm, I'm Jan. I'm the body language expert. And so what I do, you know, I study how a person moves his hands, his arms, his eyes, and shoulders, and then I tell you what's going on inside his head. You, my friend, are just a case in itself. There is so much emotion that sometimes I'm like, what is Carlos thinking and what is he doing? Because, you know, you've heard the old saying, actions speak louder than words. So we say so much, which is great that you do because your enthusiasm and your personality comes out in your body language. And just think how wonderful that is in these trying times that you can build a bond with someone, even if it's only on a screen, because I think that's the great thing. That's what we're going to right now. And I think we, it's valuable that we know that. So what I've done, you know, usually I'm somewhere teaching body language. Or I'm in the courtroom and I'm seeing if someone's guilty or not guilty. And the whole bit is if they're lying, they're not telling the truth or the whole craziness. But now I, I had to think to myself, okay, how can we use body language now that we're doing all these virtual conversations? So I have come up with what I call the triple threat. That's a good wording, Carlos. Triple, I love that word. Threat. I use the word triple threat. <laughs> I love it. You so do it? Tell me you about the triple threat. You've been called the triple threat. Well, I have some triple threat moves that allow you to almost be like you're in person with someone, even if you're on the, on the virtual screen, because, you know, we have to build trust. We have to build confidence. And even one good fact that you can use, and you can tell even your viewers is this, that it takes two weeks of virtual conversations to be as socially grounded as one handshake used to be. 
So, you know, when you and I would first meet, we could shake hands and I could say, oh, he's confident, he's cool, he knows what he's doing. But now you and I can't shake hands and still we have to do business together. So then we have to go through these virtual conversations. So what I, I've done, I came upon, I think, three or four valuable pieces of information that can sell you through virtual means and be as grounded as if you would have shaken someone's hand right there in person. So Especially that's, you know, after these weeks, of, uh, I thought I have to come up with another avenue to approach this, Carlos. Yes, you're going to say something? No, what I was saying, especially right now, right? It's more important than ever because everybody and their mothers right now, they are out there selling online. We right. got 8 billion people for the first time ever connected online and everybody's like searching for attention. They want you to stop on their feed. They want to talk about what they're up to and talk about promote their brand and their services. Right. So, and let's actually address something which is super important that I think is going to help so many people here, Jen. You know, a lot of people out there, especially a lot of our friends out there are doing Zooms and right. a lot of virtual Zooms going on. We have a lot of secret Zooms going on with our internal clients and uh, let's talk about, like, for example, how can you tell, Jen, when somebody is lying? Let's say we are in a, especially right now, guys, you're doing a Zoom, and then uh, you have all these people on your Zoom, and you're trying to sell them your services, or you're trying to right. sell them your superpowers. And if you put them on the spot as you try to sell them, and, and how can you tell, yeah. say, some example, okay. Jen, that someone is lying? Yes. Okay, so let me just give you some feedback on that. And let me give you some percentages, and then I'm going to give you what we call baseline behavior. So in reality, when you're talking with someone, 55% of our communication is nonverbal, 55%. So when I look at you, I look at how you move your head, how you move your arms, because actions speak louder than words. So I'm reading your body language at 55%. 38% of your communication is your voice inflection. So I'm trying to see when are you excited and when is your voice down? And only 7% of our communication does come from the words that people say. So when we're trying to figure out, you know, what is the message that someone else is sending us in their body language, I want to first give our listeners this, these two words, baseline behavior. And baseline behavior is how are you normally in your body language? So if I'm questioning you, let's say you're accused of a crime, I wouldn't first start, start saying, well, you know, did you commit this crime? Did you kill this person? I would start off talking with you about something you're comfortable with, maybe your job, maybe your children, maybe your family. And I would get a read on you, Carlos. So I would say, oh, when he's comfortable, he crosses his right leg over his left. When he's comfortable, he might scratch his neck this way. So I would get a read on you. And then I would ask you a difficult question. And then I would look for deviations from that baseline behavior. So as I give you gestures of confidence, I'll give you confidence. I'll give you signs of lying. I'll give you signs of uh, honesty. I'll give you signs of evaluation while we're together so that those of us who in, are in these virtual conversations, we have to realize it's as important as if we were, were with people one-on-one. -on -one. So just a little bit of background about body language and to kind of get our, our grouping you know, involved with us. I'm going to start off this way. We're going to pretend that we're in the courtroom, Carlos. So just raise your right hand and say, I promise to tell the truth. The truth. Okay. And is that your right hand? You're looking at you backwards, honey. So, and all the people who are watching, I want them to do it too. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. So Carlos, just freeze your hand for a minute. And those who are watching, I want you to do the same thing because what I've done is that when people get into the courtroom, they always do this first. And I've gotten to where I can look at the way their hand is up and I can tell you if they're gonna tell us the truth or not. So when I look at people's hands, so freeze your hand now so that I can analyze it, but I typically see five things. Some of you are just like I am, your hand in Carlos's hand too is 
up straight and your fingers are wide apart. So I'll tell you what that says about your personality. Some of you have your hand up and your fingers are tight together. So I'll tell you what that says about you. Some people bend their finger forward, something like this. So I'll tell you what that says about them too. Some people keep their hand up and they keep two fingers together and two fingers apart. I'm usually worried about those kind of people. And then some people bend the hand backwards this way. So keeping your hand like you originally put it, let me tell you what each one is. This is the very first. When someone's hand is this way, fingers wide apart, hand real tight, this usually indicates that they are terrified and they will tell us the whole truth. So if ever you need to go, yours is perfect, go just this way. Second one is equally as good. My hand was up, but look, my fingers were really tight. This is a good one too. It's called an analytical honesty. This person will tell us the truth, but we will have to pull it out of them. When people bend the hand forward, do you know that anytime someone bends a hand forward in the courtroom, we realize that this person is probably going to try to lie to us. So you may want to do this with your spouse or your children tonight and see if they're like this or like this. When people keep two fingers together and two fingers apart, but just think about what I originally said, two fingers apart is, is a readily type of honesty and tight fingers, it's an analytical honesty. So these people give us both types of responses. So when people also bring the, bring the hand backward, this usually means they're gonna try to bend over backwards to get you to believe them, but will be typically telling you a lie. Now you put your hand down, but it's kind of a good way to get you into the field of nonverbal. So even before we talk about honesty and dishonesty, let me tell you how eyes play a big part in everything that, that you say, how your body language plays a big part in everything that you say, and how your hands can reveal information about you. So that's kind of my triple thread is the eyes, the hands, and the body posture. So the thing about the eyes is when you're having a conversation with someone, even if it's virtually, you have to at least get and meet their eyes about 60 to 70% of the time that you're talking with them. And when I say meet their eyes, you know, there's a difference in me looking at my screen and there's a difference in me looking at my camera. When I'm looking at my camera, that's like I'm really, really looking in your eyes, Carlos. When I'm looking at the screen, you know, I'm kind of looking downward. So sometimes, and if you get a chance, make sure that people's pictures are near the top so that when you're looking at your camera, it would almost look, look as though you're looking at their faces. So 60 to 70% of the time that you're talking with them, your eyes should meet theirs because what happens is when your eyes and my eyes meet, there's a hormone called oxytocin that's released by the pituitary gland and it's called the cuddle hormone or love hormone. So Carlos, if you and I stared at each other for 60 or 70 seconds, we'd probably fall in love right now. You oh, see yeah. me, I'm looking at you too. <laughs> so it's that much as 60 or 70 times. So we would say good eye contact. The three eye contacts that we do not trust in the courtroom and I don't want you to do during virtual conversations Avoidance of eye contact. I would never trust someone's story if they're not looking at me when they're telling me their story. I would be very careful of people who constantly, constantly blink when they're telling me their story. And I would be very careful of those who keep their eyes closed for longer than necessary when they're talking with me. You ever saw someone talk with you and look, their eyes are closed the whole time? When their yeah. eyes are closed for too long, it's as though they're thinking to themselves, uh, I'm trying to block out information of myself from you. So those are three eye behaviors I would definitely note. And also be careful of those people who give you, we call it the sharp shooter eye, where they kind of they kind of like squint and look at you, or sometimes they'll look at you in the corner of their eye this way. That is typically done by a person who's pretty skeptical of what they're hearing. So if you hear some, if you see someone do that, you need to re repeat your sentence and make sure that there's clarification because that's really what they want. 
So now that we've talked about eyes for a minute, let me go to hands and then I'll give you the lying gestures too. And the great thing about these virtual conversations, sometimes you have to make people or make it that you can see the other person's hands, Carlos, because let me, let me explain this. Your hands are the things that tell me about your sweet personality. So every now and then when you're talking and you don't, I don't want you to ever, you know, you don't have to make it excessively this way all the time. If you're, you know, th then your personality is kind of excessive. So continue doing that. But yeah, for like someone who's not an excessive. Right? People that are like that, they subconsciously, they do it. They constantly, it's like, they don't think about it. It's just moves. Right. right. So, so that's why I'm saying, you know, people say, I, I can't talk unless I can't, I can't, I, I can't talk unless I move my hands. But I say to them, good, move your hands because your hand movements show me about your insides and your personality. If you were too stiff, you would not be trusted. So I say to people, you know, as much as you can, show me you, show me your personality, show it to me in your hands. So certain behaviors with the hands are good and then some, some are bad. So when I talk about hands and try to explain to people what's going on, when you're talking with someone and you did it early when we first got on, Carlos, you did this, you know, I'm kind of putting my fingertips together and my hands are about steep, chest level this is called a steeple it is a huge huge sign of confidence so maybe while you're talking you may lean back and maybe your hands are this way anytime you're going to see someone form this kind of uh put, put some kind of picture this way with their hands typically they're confident about what they're saying so this is what our research says hands together at the chest level are signs that that person is confident with he with what he is saying but hands together in the lap level is that the con the person is confident about what he is hearing. So I know right now we don't see hands of people in their laps, but eventually we're going to have meetings where we'll have a view of people sitting at a conference table, maybe six people at a conference table. And what I found about the social distancing and watching body language from six feet away, it's easier to look at someone's body language from six feet away than it is when they were right there in front of me. Because when you're six feet away, I can look at your head, I can look at your body, I can look at your feet, because every part of you sends me a message. You know, if your feet are just kicking, it's letting me know that you're bored or something of that sort. So these are some things that I want people to know that they should do with their hands while they're in a, a webinar with you. One would be every now and then they're talking, maybe they just want to do the steeple. And look at this, even when my hands are not touching, this is called a gold post steeple. So anytime you're going to see someone sit and maybe do this kind of formation, it is always a gesture that says, but you do, I want you to do it soft, a little bit softer, Carlos. Do, do it again. Try it again. Try it again, Carlos. And just do it a little bit softer. And yeah, just like that. And guys, and for you guys that are listening to us now on the podcast, I'm going to put the link for the, my YouTube channel right below the podcast uh, site so that you guys can actually see it and visualize this as well. Okay, so then, the, oh, so I didn't know that some people were not watching. So let me just explain it if someone's not watching. So my hands are together almost like I'm in prayer, but the bottoms of the hands are not touching, just the fingertips to touch. Touch is called a steeple. And then the goalpost steeple, my hands are a little bit further out, but they're still in that situation or, or presentation of almost as if they're steepling. So that's a good gesture to do. And another one that I found is really helpful that I teach when I'm teaching someone in person too. You know, I'm going to just pretend that I'm holding on to an imaginary basketball, Carlos. And so while I'm talking, I'm just doing this. I'm holding on this basketball. And then every now and then I'm going to lean forward. and I'm going to pretend like I'm giving you the basketball. So in other words, in body language, this says, I have this information, the ball of my hands, and I'm going to gladly pass it on to you. So even with that, you know, your body will go forward just a bit. So make your body kind of come forward towards me, Carlos, and then maybe go back when you want to finish your sentence. Because you cannot be stiff. Let me just explain why your hands move 
and why it's so great to see how well you use your hands when you're speaking and how some people are very you know positive when they're talking so let me explain how it works whenever i move my right hand or anything that i move on the right side of my body my right hand my right leg my right eye my right shoulder that's all controlled from the left side of my brain and on my left side right here that's my math my science my history my numbers if I'm multiplying something in my head and I have trouble getting the numbers multiplied, I'll move my right hand. It's going to help me solve the problem and then I can speak those words. When I move my left hand or anything that's on this side of my body, any motion on the left side of my body, that is all controlled from the right side of my head and my right brain. This is a fun side. Our right brain is a fun side, the comical side. This is a side that daydreams. So if you drove somewhere and you can't remember how you got there, you drove their right brain. So, so that's why your hands move. Think why they move. Your hands move when you're speaking because they help you get information that is caught right here inside this huge thing called a brain or called a computer outside of your mouth. If I had to speak with you and I'm taking both my hands out and I'm holding them behind my back, if I had to speak with you for 30 minutes and were not allowed to use my hands, it would be very difficult for me to organize my thoughts and get them out in a logical fashion. It is. It's just every time you move your hands, it's helping you organize all this information you have in your brain so that hopefully you can logically, logically speak with people. So the positives with body language are the steeple, maybe that I'm giving you the basketball, and then the negatives. Let me just show you some negatives. We call these displacement gestures. If I'm trying to see if someone's lying in the courtroom, I'm going to look for a number of displacement gestures that they're giving me. And displacement gestures are gestures that are not necessary. For example, someone who's constantly pulling lint off their shoulder. That's a displacement gesture. It's not a gesture that is, that's needed. They're doing it so that you would look here and that you don't listen to the words that they say. Someone maybe who does scratch his neck five times, that's a displacement gesture. Someone who might take his arm and pretend to scratch here even though it doesn't itch you know, on the forearm, that's a displacement gesture. So when you see someone giving too many of those, something's not right with the story that they're giving. But when we talk about the absolute gestures of, what, 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 what do you say, Carlos? No, I say interesting. That's it's just, it, it, yeah. mesmer, so, it, mesmer, it mesmerizes me because, you know, it's like, I, I tell people all the time, you know, the importance, especially all the guys over here and, and girls listening to us right now, that you wanted to become a speaker, you want to use, you know, you, you, I, like I'm always challenging you guys to get out there and, and to, you know, put content out. It's so right. important to understand body language, what is Jenny covering here. So I'm just so happy to have you here. And then, you know, even uh, also your voice, right? Your sounds, the elements, yeah. whatever you are on the stage. If we were live, right. if you anchor in the stage, in the center, in the left, in the right, it's so right. many things, guys, that go behind. It's a science. It and is. As you guys master this, it's the difference, those two millimeter shifts that I talk about of making an extra 100 grand this year, or an extra million. Same amount of time, just different strategy. It takes right. up 24 hours. But understanding right. this and taking notes and playing full out, highly recommend because you guys will be able to use this on your next Zoom. And if you guys also pay attention, go back to your last Zoom that you guys did or virtual lives and look at your body language. You know, right. take a look and then grade yourself. Start thinking about what Jen and I are talking about here because this is very important, guys. She's the legend behind the legends 
before they go on TV and act themselves like a fool, so they don't have to act like a fool, you know? So, but continue, sister. Okay, I'm gonna continue. But yet, you're correct. One of the first politicians I had ever done, I did Bill Clinton's body language when he was um, accused, you know, of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. So I did his body language and then have done the body language of all the presidential candidates, vice, vice presidential candidates during their debates. Because think when you have these two politicians debating, they're giving you a lot of message from their body language that they're not even saying with their mouth. So going back to the hands, and, and one thing that you said that was so important that we let our listeners know who, who are speakers, that every now and then when you're speaking, you have to sometimes stop and kind of take a stance. And by stance, I'm, I'm meaning is that you have to anchor yourself. In other words, you have to stand with your feet about shoulder level width apart and just, just stand, you know, think of how, how Beyonce stands. Beyonce stands, her legs are wider apart than that. Yours don't have to be that wide, but let's say you're just standing there. Every now and then you have to, because it grounds you and it lets you have something that you can stand up on. And two, the great thing about every now and then is taking a stance like that and ground yourself is that it brings you back to where you, like if ever you forget where you are in your speech, you need to just stop for a few minutes, ground yourself, maybe do the steeple gesture, your, your, your feet are about shoulder width apart, and it kind of brings you back to where you were that you got lost in the speech. So just thought I would tell you that by you even saying that. And two, um, well, uh, you know, when you're saying that, it makes me think of another thing. One thing that also has to do with dishonesty is when the person talking has to, let me see if I could adjust their, uh, how would you call their anchor position. So right now my anchor position is my butt, okay? So if I'm telling you something and then I have to adjust it, you see, when someone has to do that too much, it could be an indicative that they're lying to you too. But yeah, so thank you guys. Whenever you guys are watching somebody on a, on a being interviewed on the thing, you know, again, it fascinates me. Body language is something that, you know, it's crazy because, you know, you know me, I've been, you know, outside dealing with people for so long and like, and you know, it's no school that would ever teach you that stuff is whether right. you're a leader or not. And you and I, we are two leaders that actually have walked the talk and have the receipts to prove it. You know, a lot of people over there, they talk, 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 and you and I can yeah. read it all day long. They are bullshitting. They haven't made the millions. They haven't hit a rock bottom. They haven't had somebody taken away from them. Or, 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 you know what I mean? It's like they haven't, you right. know, they have all this bullshit, right? But tell me something. Like, how did you even be started on this? Like you just said, you know, like when I was little, yeah. I wanted to be an astronaut. I want to be a director. I want to make movies to make people happy because all the anger and the sadness that I went through as a kid, I want to come, I want to okay. become somebody for winter to go back and help those children. But how did you just, well, did you woke up okay. and say, I'm going to become a body language I know. global expert? <laughs> so, Okay, Carlos, so I'm going to tell you how I got started, but then bring me back to the lying gestures because I want to give our yes. viewers and our listeners the three big gestures they're going to look for online. But let me just give a briefing of how I got started. So I was in a college class, a graduate psychology class, and I had a fun professor. So every few days he would walk around because I had not heard of body language before this. He would look like, let's say he'd look at you and he'd say, oh, I know what you're thinking. A few days later he would come back and he'd look at someone else. Oh, I know what you're thinking. So he kept doing that. And one day he looked at me and he said, Jan, I know what you are thinking. And I thought, how can that old fool know what I'm thinking? Because it always wasn't too nice. So he told us about body language. And I said, you mean I can study how a person moves his hands, his arms, his eyes and shoulders and kind of figure that person out? He said, oh, yeah, 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 you can do it. And I was dating someone. 
So I said to my professor, I said, so when this man tells me he loves me, I can figure out if he's telling the truth or not. He said, oh yeah, you can do it. I said, I need to learn this stuff. So at first I started to research it because I wanted to use it on this boy. So I just thought, oh, this is good. I can figure out if he likes me, if he's lying to me or whatever. So I started having fun with it. I was using it on my friends. And then it started off just as minor, minor research and then began to become major research for me. So my, my, my second degree dissertation is in body language. My third degree also in nonverbal communication. But Carlos, I'm a business major and I'm a psychology minor. So during the day at college, so I've always was a college teacher. I still teach at University of Houston where I live, but during the day I teach business, you know, business law, economics. And then at the night school, they wanted to offer classes for people that were just kind of strange, you know? So they knew I was employed at the college during the day teaching business. They came to ask me to write a course on body language that they could offer for attorneys. So that's how it started off. We, we would, I wrote a curriculum, people started taking this class. So attorneys only were taking it because I was helping them to read people better, to pick better juries. So I teach them how to spot a liar, a truth teller, confidence or nervousness. And then on the last night, this is kind of funny, on the last night of class, I would always think how of the semester, how can I test and grade to see if they had learned anything? And there was that old show called To Tell the Truth. Now we have it again on with Anthony Anderson on Sunday night. So in my classroom, I would do it to tell the truth game panel show. So the very first semester on the last night, I brought out three ladies into my classroom, but out of the three I brought in, my class didn't know these ladies. Two were imposters and one was of a true profession. And that first semester on the last night, I had brought out a nun. I had gone to a Catholic school. We had lots of nuns in Louisiana where I'm from. And so, and I knew a nun really well. So I said, come to my class this one night, but you cannot wear your nun's habit. I said, just wear a regular suit. Then I had to find myself two other ladies who kind of looked like they were nuns too. You know, you can spot a nun. So as each lady came in, I would say, who are you? And the first would say, I am Sister Mary Teresa. I'd say to the second, who are you? And she'd say, no, I am Sister Mary Teresa. Then I'd say to the third one, who are you? And she'd say, no, I am the real Sister Mary Teresa. So then my class would ask them questions. How many beads on a rosary? Does a priest really drink the wine? So my class though had been trained enough that they could watch these three ladies' body language and they could tell which two were the imposters and which one was the nun. So that's how it started off for me. Then from there, businesses started to call me and said, we need to bring this stuff in business because everything you teach these, these attorneys, we want to know this in negotiation. So then that's how it started, Carlos. But well, for years, I was a college professor during the day and a speaker at night, probably 10 well, years until well, I got brave I enough college. to leave. <laughs> you know, it's funny. As you were telling, I was thinking some stuff here. <laughs> and just for the record, like I always tell people, hey, whenever you do this, guys, it doesn't mean that you are going to, it could be you're just like, a, you know, a little bit tired and you're just doing it. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. I know. Let me, okay, so let me get into arms and hands. So when, when my hands, when my arms are crossed like this, I'll kind of stand up so that people can see. When I cross my arms and you cannot see my hands, it's very, very defensive. It's negative. It's as though you're thinking, I want to think like I think, and I want to, don't want to think like you think. But the only acceptable arm crossing that we allow and teach in college negotiation classes is like this, Carlos, either when one hand is showing or both hands are showing. This is perfectly okay. So, and it's more comfortable, I think, with just one hand and showing. And you know so what I noticed, Jen? A lot of the people that, that, that you touched, I noticed in their photos. You know, yeah. I noticed in their profile photos and actually, you know, even some of the photographers in, in one of my companies, you know, it's like they were talking about that, like, get your, if you're going to do this position, get your bodies out. 
you know, yeah. especially yeah, for the guys. This is important, especially if you have a for your photo, a uh, profile, your bio, and your social media. People will judge right. you. I'm always teaching this. Jen, you, you and I teach a lot of similar things about business and things, and people they don't understand, guys. Three to six seconds. That's what you have now. Right. It's not They'll get an impression of you. And yes. that number is lowering and lowering. Now, nowadays, I was looking at some studies where it's like one second. Like people are getting patient more and more with this whole, yeah. you know, anxiety and, and fear and all this shit that's going down right now. Right. Like, it's like one second that you have now. They'll to make get an impression, yeah. Whenever because Carlos. And it's all, it, it goes down to the body language because they haven't heard your voice. Carlos, one of our big secrets for success is likability and sincerity. Yeah. If a person, I mean, you, you can know a hundred thousand things, but unless they feel that they like you, it's going to be really tough for you to be, to be successful. So you have to, you have to be genuine with people and you have to have this sincere interest that you want them to succeed because you, it'll be tough for you. You fight it all your life of, of success. So likability, because I've seen even in the courtroom, someone who's guilty, but the attorney was likable they can win a case. So likability and then that they have to feel sincerity from you. So when I cross my arms, you see like this, even with one hand showing, yep. if someone was taking a picture, I would still advise them to try to not cross the arms. I would prefer someone sit there maybe in, in a relaxed steeple. You're at the waist because anytime you put something in front of you, it's not fully letting you receive a message from someone else. If you cross real tight, but if you're like this and you can't kind of relax in the picture, so, you know, if some, or if they're going to cross, they have to have at least one hand or both hands showing. But I would not suggest that you even do a picture with hands crossed because it's like, you know, in, in years of old, men stood this way for pictures because they had to stay that way for like 30 hours. And that was the most comfortable way that they could stand. So that's why you see all these pictures of old men with their hands like yeah, this. Yeah, whenever I get tired, like for example, I've been, I was playing soccer with Isabella this morning and then I had to go drop some stuff. And then I, I was like, of course. I, I was, and then I was like getting tired and then I was go. You know, but no, no, that's funny. No, and you know what's crazy, Jen? I was just thinking about here some stuff as you were talking about this, right? Like the likability piece. It's right. Like, like somebody the other day asked me, hey, Carlos, what is the best hooks and the best copies? And I'm like, you know, the best hooks is the one, like you say, right? You're going to be genuine. You're going to be mm -hmm. sincere. Those are right. the best hooks. You're always going to win over your competitors when you're just sincere. And think about yeah. it, guys. You already yeah. know, look, here's the numbers, 100% of people, right? So every 100 people in your industry, only five are going to pull it through in the long term. 95 will quit. So we are teaching you over here the, the foundation, you know what I mean, that you can apply to win over the 95 who's going to quit. So become right. part of that 5%. It's like you were saying, right, the likability piece, Jen. Think about it. Who's on your bus right now? And, yeah. and see, the people, they don't care where the bus is going. It's not about because a person with a vision, but you know, you can have a vision, but if you don't have the right people, if you don't have the right, right training, it's, it's, right. trust me, the boss is going to fall apart. But then that's why I love surrounding myself with amazing people like Jen and some of our friends constantly raising the bar, constantly challenge yourselves on how to get better. I joke with her sometimes. You cannot read, you know, it's because, like she says, you're just Because like, it's so elaborate. You know? And Carlos, you know, one trick that, that people can learn to do because because you know when someone's too tightly crossed let's say you're talking with the client and they're like this you know they're real tightly crossed you have to think of something to get them to uncross to change their state of mind and to get them to uncross if you're in person with them you can say oh you you want this cup of coffee or you want to hold on to this sheet of paper because if i would take a paper from you i have to uncross my arms 
So one of the ways that maybe you can, if you're in a virtual conversation and oh, they stay, you know, real tight this way yeah. is to maybe have sent them a paper or something before and say, look at the document that I sent you and look on page three, just something that kind of put in their hands so that they loosen up because when someone's looser, they're more open in their mind to taking in your information. So just kind of remember that too. But I you know, really I don't want to tell one. people not to cross because it's very comfortable to cross. But if you're going to cross, make sure that I can see your hands. Hey, no, this is a ninja one way there because I've been talking to so many people right doing Zooms. And yeah. sometimes I have them, especially with my clients, I have them record their Zoom and I have them send it to me with the ones that they're going to make a presentation and uh, so that I can watch their closing Perfect. and I can watch the body language and how the people are listening to their pitch, right? So you just gave me a brilliant idea here and thank you so much for sharing this, which is how about sending them like a document during that Zoom on the chat where you can attach something there, have them print it if they can on the spot because yeah. now what I notice a lot of people on Zoom calls and then if you guys also, you know, let us know, comment below here from whichever platform you guys are listening and watching yeah. us now. If, you know, all the people out there, I see it all the time on Zooms. They are so depressed, oh, so yeah. sad, you know, it's like, and they are like, you can like, I'm like, holy Jesus. You know, it's like, yeah. so, so if, too. what is a good tip in addition to that tip, Jen, if you are doing a Zoom and you got like 30 people there and you are presenting to sell your book or your services or your coaching, and if you okay. see that you are losing the crowd, what is good tip? Good, good thing. Okay, you you you. If you can put something in their hands, that's perfect. But two, what what I tell people is that if you can make them do some kind of exercise, see, like a while ago, you put your hand up, said, "I promise yeah. to tell the truth." So if you can get them kind of involved, if you see you're losing some, and you do something that says, "Okay, guys, let's blink our eyes three times right now," whatever you know you want to do. But just kind of get them to do something interactive every now and then, because when they're interactive, then you can get them. So let me just talk about also the head and the hand. So let me show you this gesture. When I rub my chin here, this is a good gesture. This is evaluation. So I'm taking my right hand, and Carlos, you're doing it well. That is a wonderful gesture because it's someone who's thinking, well, how much of this stuff should I believe in? So many evaluate by going back and forth on the chin. A woman evaluates by taking her pointer finger and lifting it up and kind of tilting ahead. This is called critically evaluating. You see what I'm doing here? And the head's kind of tilted to where the hand is. When someone is bored, the whole head is resting in the hand. So there's a difference in this, which is evaluation, and this, which is boredom. And when you're watching someone listen to you and they're holding uh, their, their face, you can tell the moment they get bored because there's, the moment that the head starts to rest in the hand, that's the moment they're starting to get bored. So there's a difference in me doing this and me doing this. You see the difference? See, when I'm pushing down, that is the moment that someone gets bored. So if you're listening to someone every now and then, you know, I think it's good to do this. And two, what you need to figure out is that head nods are quite important in virtual conversations. If you and I are talking and you nod twice. So let's say you and I are talking and you go, uh-huh, uh-huh, Jane, nodding twice. That is like a signal for me. Oh, you're, she's doing good. Continue talking, Jan. So two head nods is great. I'm, I'm with you. It says I'm with you. I, I'm backing you up. But three head nods indicate that that person is ready to talk and they want you to shut up. So, so then if I'm watching you watch me and you go like this, that means I need to shut up because you have something you want to say. 
Isn't that crazy, Carlos? So that two is, is like, oh, okay. No, you know what I do? You see, I, I have some crazy rules, right? I always tell my clients whenever we are doing a one-on-one uh, session that if you have something important, it's okay to cut one an offer. But I, so I, I set the frame. I set, you know. Okay. But, but if you forget to set the frame, then you're like, so because now they know that's a habit that we all have. If we are speaking and if I have something important that can complement that story, it's okay to cut me off. Sometimes I even do that with the guests on, on the shows. Okay, you know? so wait, how do you do it? How do you do it, Carlos? I tell them that it's okay to cut each other's off. You know, we, um, like if you are saying a point, right? And then right. some people, they get very offended when you cut them off. And I, oh, I yeah. no. my guy, you know what I mean? So I love your strategy about with the head. It's just, yeah. it fascinates no. me. No, and you know what's crazy, Jen? One of my clients, right? He's, uh, he, he teaches men how to become like real men and how to go date. Before okay. the, 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 the quarantine thing, he would, their clients would fly in to like cool cities in like San Francisco, LA, Vegas, and then they would meet with him and they would go to like, you know, to a club or to a bar or something. Yeah. And I was remembering something that you told me a long time. And I said, okay, tell what them. What he said, what? I told them about this thing. Whenever you see them, the girl moves, sits on the bar and she's moving her feet up and down. That means right. she's like feeling him. She would have sex yeah. with him then. <laughs> Is that true? Tell me yes. about. <laughs> uh, I can go through those, some, some gestures of courtship. I wrote a book on lover's body language, Carlos. So yes, you are so correct. You know what would be great? The, the man who is, a, 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 I guess, a romance coach or, or, or relationship coach, I need to go and while he's doing it, I can whisper in his ear, yeah, look at this, look at this, this. Because you can watch a couple for a while and kind of tell if they're going to maybe hit it off. And a lot of it has to do with nonverbals of love and romance too. Hey, Jim, I just got a great idea. You know what we should do? We should what? Throw, why won't this thing reopen, right? We should throw a big old party, like a bus party in Vegas or like a big major city. And then anybody that's single, that they want to huh. learn how to date and how to, you know, become a better leader and, and right. take them to Vegas and, and go take them out. And we go teach them some of those strategies. Okay, now go implement on the spot. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm always telling clients, stop telling me what to do, show it to me. Show it to me that spot. you can do it, yeah. And then, you know, doing the real thing in real time in real people. And that's right. the stuff that people love. It's almost like you, you're making a, 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 a reality show on steroids. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, Carlos, one time, years ago, you know, I do, I do TV. So I used to do Steve Harvey's show. I did a Montel show, Maury's show. And you remember Oprah's friend, Gail King? She had a show two years ago. And that was one of the first that was so fun. We did. We went to a bar. Her camera crew took to, to a bar. And um, I was doing the commentary on, you see this couple here? Well, he's going to talk with her in a minute. And then I had a wire in, a gir in the girl's ear. And I could tell her what to do to see what kind of reaction she could get. But that's kind of what you're talking about. It'd be so fun to do it, too. Oh, I yeah. love that. That would be so ninja. We could start, like, doing bets. Okay, who's going to get it? And, you know, speaking of sex, right? Because a lot of people right now with social distancing, they are not having <laughs> sex, the single people. So let's address the elephant in the room. I know. What, once they start dating again, you know. What are some things that they can do with courtship? Okay, so let me just give you a few gestures that men do that say, wow, she looks good or he looks good. And I'll give you some gestures that ladies do. And one big percentage that I think is interesting to your listeners and viewers is this, that you know that 85% of all courtship gestures are started by ladies 
And ladies who send out a courtship gesture usually get a courtship gesture returned to them. So, so if I do, so, you know, most ladies will first be the one to flirt. Did you, you didn't even know that. You think it's most of men, it's ladies. So, but I'm going to take men first. You know, what's the number one gesture that men do when they're interested in someone and they, they're nervous and they don't want to tell her? Men will always go down and adjust their socks. It is the number one. He may pull up his socks. He may even retie his shoes because feet play a big part in this love stuff. It's like playing footsie and stuff. You're the one that talked about the stuff with the feet. And I was like, are you kidding me? So the way how a woman moves her seat, sitting down in the bar, you can yeah. tell she's feeling you and want to have sex with you. Okay. And I was like, this is amazing. This is crazy. <laughs> so look, so for the man, he fools with his sock. And the lady's number one gesture is that. A lady will sit down next to you. And if she likes you, she's going to cross towards you. If she doesn't like you, she's gonna cross away from you. So let's say you're seated on my left and I wanna to try to attract you. So I'm gonna cross my leg towards you. Then I'm gonna kind of dangle. I'm gonna kind of kick my leg, leg a bit. It has to be a slow kick because a slow kick is more sexual. A fast kick says I'm impatient. It has to be a slow kick. And then the number one gesture that a lady does when she's interested in you is that she dangles her shoe. So women dangle their shoes and men pull up their socks. It goes back to the Cinderella effect. And many, many years ago, beginning of time, behind wedding cars, years and years ago, it was shoes that were hung behind cars. Now it's cans and everything else. And the reason that a guy pulls up his socks, because you might hear one young man say to another, he'll say, you need to see this girl, she'll knock your socks off. You will never look at sock pulling like you. You'd be like, oh, he's pulling. You know, it's another fun one, Carlos. Let's say a man and a lady are seated by each other. <laughs> Let's say a man and a lady are talking with each other at a party and he's holding on to a Coca-Cola can. And while he has the can, he starts to squeeze it and then let it go and then squeeze it. Every time he squeezes that can, he's really thinking to himself, I'd like to squeeze you, baby. So that's a big one too. Uh, so ladies out there, whenever you see a man, whenever you, you guys are single out there, you know, getting ready to unleash, you know, and you start going out again, you know. You can watch me that. For that kid. And, hey, and Jen, speaking of, of social distancing, right, you know, how has social distance, like, changed body language, like, in your opinion? I know that you touched a little bit of the points, us being live and now, yeah. you know, for a while, especially people in our world, right? Speakers and people that train corporations and a lot of that stuff. What, what do you think is going to be like, you know, in your prediction, the, the biggest, you know, change that you see in body language happening or, and that people should be focusing on? Yeah, well, I think and I hope that, you know, in the coming months for all of us who are speakers, that some of our clients will hire us. You know, we're doing a lot of free things now. That's, that's what we're doing. Because I feel yeah. that if we, once we, we give now, we will receive maybe much later. Oh, yeah, so we are farmers, baby. That, we, were, we are farmers. We just plant those seeds every day. We wake up and that's right, the planting those every seeds every day for a whole year for one paycheck. You know? Right. <laughs> so maybe, maybe come at the end of June, July, they're going to be hiring us to do some webinars for their groups because they're going to still want to have meetings to kind of get their people together. Oh, but yeah. probably they're going to send out a Zoom call and they're going to have everybody come there. So I hope that's going to be the case. And then I hope with fingers crossed that you know, maybe September, October. My clients for September and October are still having their meetings. They're keeping that on the books. Yes. So let's hope, Carlos, that we can do that. And you know what's kind of funny? You know, when, when this first started and we, we had to wear masks, but yet we'd see people in the park and, you know, we couldn't smile. So let me just tell you what the, what the research shows. Because when you greet someone and you have your mask on and you can't talk, do you go like this with your chin up or you go, you go, hi. How do, how do you do it, Carlos? You go, hi. You go, hey, or you go, 
Yeah, you got me thinking. I was like, I want to put a mask to see how I do it. Actually, well, how do you do it? Think in my head. Well, let, let's say you're six feet away from me and we see each other. Oh, yeah, put your mask on. Okay. Oh, you look so cute like that. Oh, thank you. Heck, my wife got my hair yesterday. It looks great. It like, looks like mine. So let's say, Carlos, you and I were meeting each other in, in the park. And what would you do? We're like, hey, Jen, how you doing? Okay. So you see, you went up. So I usually go like this, like, hey, Carlos, you see? So, so <laughs> let me just tell you what the difference is. People whose heads go up. Look, I did the research. I want to read it to you. People who, who raise their chin up, they're direct, they're independent, independent, and they're opinionated. So like you, it says direct, opinionated, and independent. Okay, me with the chin down, uh, it says that I'm friendly, compassionate, and respectful. Because there's a difference, you know, people go, hey, and then we go, hey. So then you can kind of take a little, a little, <laughs> little, uh, little course on that. When you see someone next time, do they go, hey, or do they go, hey? I know, isn't it funny because we don't think about it, but let's just hope that Carlos, you know, once this is all over and done with, you know, and I think we learned some lessons during this social distancing time and, uh, and some, you know, really appreciate what we have and really be thankful for every day that we have business and we have jobs and we have clients and uh, hopefully our clients will reach out to us and some have with me and that we will do some seminars, even virtually for a while. We can handle that. It's kind of good to work in my own house. Isn't it kind yes, of good no, man, I was looking at my, at my travel expenses. It was like at least 100 grand in travel expenses. Me that, you too. Know, expanding Me and too. then spending so much more time with Isabella. You know, she's only eight. And, and I love it. You know, it's, it's like, it's really, you know, it's like, you know, it's like you and I were talking before we went live, right? I've been, every time something wrong happens, I was talking about my cousin in the past, and my mind yeah. is always trained to reframe Okay, what else does that mean? So any tragedy, guys, in your life right now, understand, you know, especially for the speakers and, and the people, they're always traveling away from the family. And, you know, sometimes I take my family with me, but when I don't, you know, I miss yes. them because we are always together, right? But and then you appreciate so much more. Like you start finding, like enjoying your yard. The other day I was helping my wife with her yard. She loves the damn yard. She loves you know, her. That's I normally good. don't like to do that much in the yard work, but I hire people to do it. But she's like, no, we are not going to hire you. are going to do it with me. I was like, yeah. okay. You know, I've been married for 14 years. I know when to listen. You know, uh, you know when to listen because you caught in that house. Now you can't leave that house. Oh, no, but you know what's funny, Jen? It's like now you're appreciating while you're looking at the flowers and you see the feathers, the, the, the I know. petals, they are old and the ones, and you see her cutting and trimming and you're just smelling the leaves. And you're there and you're with your partner right now. We're drinking a wine, and I'm being silly, throwing water at her and water balloon, and you know, and so, it goes yeah, crazy. that you're having a good time, Carlos. No. And that you, you, we can have the time of our life now because I, I know it's going to get better because you know we 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 value the human touch though, and we value the interaction of others around us because if you looked at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, there's five of them. The bottom two are just basic, you know, food, clothing, shelter. But the top three, to reach those top three, it involves interactions with other people. So to re reach our full potential really in life and that hierarchy of needs, we, we, we need these outside sources. And, you know, my husband says to me, Jan, when are you going to retire from speaking? I said, who can retire from a job that every time I finish that job, I get this? So I told him, I said, I'm going to quit speaking when I walk into this door. Every time I walk in the door, if you would start clapping for me when I walked into the door, I'm going to quit doing my speeches. Because I told him I could go to someone else's house, but hell, I came to your house, so you need to clap for me. 
<laughs> always say that to him when I'm doing it because you know we get the rewards of being in front of an audience knowing that what we taught them was valuable and they do give us a handshake but and a clap but this way you know with all the notes we get after you and I do a conference that they send us those are heartwarming too and they're letting us know we are doing the right thing another thing that, that I might want to mention for your people who, who are trying to bond quickly one of the things that I have found, and when I did the research, this is what said that it works. In the first, like, maybe seven to ten minutes of the conversation, you have to find some commonalities with the other person. I call them me-toos, M-E space T-O-O's. Like you'd say, the weather's so nice today, Jane, you like warm weather, and I'd say, oh, yeah, me too. Or you'd say, I like the color red, and I'd say, me too. The more me-toos you can get, the, the quicker you're going to get to where that you bond with them. Because the first time you're going to get a... Oh, oh, not me. You're, you're just handicapping the bond that you just started. So try to think about that, you know, and, and a, a me too in a virtual conversation is equivalent to someone liking your Facebook page or putting a heart on your Facebook page. So if you can get someone to say, oh, me too. Oh, me too. Then I think, and that's easy to do, but you want to build that bond because you got to create a level of trust with them to try to sell with them. Let me just give, give them also a couple of gestures of dishonesty because we kind of stopped. I just said, you know, shifting your anchor position, but mainly when someone's lying to you they will take their left hand and they will do something where they touch their face and i want to teach you what they would do probably with their left hand but we have to let our listeners know that it's not only left-handed it's not that left-handed people lie more than right-handed people the only reason the left hand is used primarily for dishonesty is that the left hand is controlled from the creative right brain when you tell a lie it's coming from your right side of your head and because of that, my motor skill on the right brain controls my left hand. So when someone is really insecure about something they're telling you, a lot of times when they get ready to lie, they're gonna kind of swing their left hand in front of their face a bit. And then when they get ready to tell you that lie, they're gonna take their left index finger and they begin to rub up and down the left side of their nose. A liar usually goes up the left nose, the left side of the nose a bit, and then he takes the hand and then kind of rubs it underneath the nose that this this little motion here it's, it's called a distraction really it's something that they're doing to make you not look at their face so carlos it's what? kind of like go up the side of your nose twice just go up twice carlos With the left or the right hand? left 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 yeah like that like that yeah yeah and then down underneath back and forth for a minute or even just once just like what you're doing when, when people touch the nose let me tell you what happens because Every time you tell a lie, it's a physiological effect, you get a tingling sensation in your nose. When you lie, you get a tingling sensation in your nose. We all get a tingling. So because of that, you kind of feel you need to rub here. So it doesn't matter if you say, you know, so that's why it's always better to tell the truth because it's something you almost cannot help. And the reason that a liar brings a hand and touches the nose is that he's trying to distract you from his mouth. So he brings a hand here to distract you with his fingernails, his rings, his watches. So it's always best that you do not touch your face when you're talking because you're, you're disrupting the flow that you're sending out. And think where this comes from. When you were a little kid and you said something you shouldn't have said, you, you took your hands and you tried to push it back in. You're like, oh, I can't believe I said that. So even now that we're adults, we still kind of bring that same motion here. But now we're a little bit more sophisticated. And then we touch the nose this way. And the rubbing of the nose also goes to the Pinocchio effect. Because you know, you, you know how Pinocchio in, in his story was that the more he lied, the longer, the longer the nose got. So when people lie a lot, look, they're pulling on that nose, they're pulling on the nose. And you know, every time we have a politician who lies, like Richard Nixon, I think, or, or even Clinton, there was a cover of Time Magazine and from the side and their nose was really long. And now we have this commercial with Pinocchio with Geico, you see him? 
He tells this girl, you look pretty, and his nose gets bigger. And he said, yeah, I like this food. His nose goes bigger. He's knocking the waiter out with his nose. So that's why it's not good to touch your, your, your left hand to your face. It's a displacement gesture over and over again. It's done to kind of distract another. So I want my viewers to know that. And then let me give you an honesty. Honesty is with the right hand, and it comes right here. See, when I'm doing this, and I would have said, you know, Carlos, I really like you. My right hand's coming here. It's, it's, you see, my fingers are spread out, just like when you said I promise to tell the truth. Spread your fingers out, Carlos, and now bring it here. This is honesty. When the fingers are tight together, this is a pledge of allegiance. The honesty, the fingers are really wide. So put them wide, yeah. So when someone's telling the truth, usually the hand's going to come to the heart, and it's like, you know, so... You know, don't get all mixed up and do this one and this one at the same time because you're going to make everybody crazy. Oh, don't get clusterfucking. <laughs> oh, hey, Carlos. Please, please, you are amazing, my friend. I love it because, I, you know, and I'm just so happy that we got, you know, I know this is just so awesome. I, you know, I bet we're going to have many more, you know, interviews. We are yes. over here, my friend. This is awesome. Guys, because what a, just, I'm just so happy, you know, that we had you here today and, and just amazing. You know, so much value. Because right now, everybody is virtually, highly recommend the guys, you know, like buy Ren's books, listen to her, take notes from this podcast. You know, one of my favorite books from yours is a Strictly Business, just awesome book. It's like, business body language. And it's like simple stuff, guys, that you are out there. I live in Silicon Valley. I go out there back in the day, network. I remember getting the no's many times from the guys before they would hire me to speak. They would tell me 20 times no. Well, eventually yeah. they would say yes. And, and, yeah. you know, and you guys have no idea how a simple, you know, understanding basics of body language when you are talking to CEOs so that you can be that person in your community to help bridge social right. distance, to help right. bring the people into a Zoom, to help them bringing new clients into their businesses. So now you can make some money on the side. Maybe you want to become a speaker like Jane and myself and you want to become a mentor and a coach. You need to learn it, those things, those elements. And Jane, what are the books, you know, uh, that you highly recommend them listening to? Yeah, these are my books. Love. I'll just show them up here. So this is my first book. It's Let Me See Your Body Talk. So this is body language job interview, body language presentation skills. My second book is Judge the Jury. This is How to Catch a Liar in the Courtroom. So this is everything we do in the courtroom. My third book is Freeway of Love. This is lovers, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, body language. This is the one you have, Strictly Business, which, which consists of pictures of people and how they sit and stand. So this is filled with pictures. And then this is my, my last one is Poker Face. It's the body language of poker players. So these are all, and they're, they're all on my website. My website is just my name. It's Jan, J-A-N. Hargrave, H-A-R-G-R-A-V-E, janhargrave.com. And I wrote an online course last year. It's available under janhargrave.com forward slash course. And what the course has, it has 13 modules. It's everything you need to know about negotiating, everything you need to know about sales. And the great thing is that I'm teaching it, but there's also all kinds of visuals. I had a good time doing it, and I'm glad that I did it last year because now it's available for people if they want to learn more. So it's simply janhorgrave.com forward slash course. And then just, and, and I'm having a really big special now. We lowered the prices, pandemic pricing. So when you go to that, you see it's real low now, but that's okay. It. I love that you are doing this, sister, big time. Remember, we are not lowering. It's a scholarship. You know the drill. It's a scholarship. scholarship. And I appreciate you so much, guys. Highly recommend you guys, you know, listen to my sister's books. And Jen is somebody that she's always out there giving it back, making an impact. 
she's out there calling and checking some of those powerful guys out. You guys know, you guys know, it's all about our associations. And Jen, she, 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 we like, and I'm always talking about this, right? The secret weapons behind the most powerful people out there. And then she's a dear friend of mine. We just love serving and out there, always giving it back. And like we were just talking about how to go back in our social media for these last 45 days, we've been on yeah. it every day doing Zooms, yes. going lives, yeah. teaching, educating for free, just pouring our heart out yeah. and just dropping massive value. You guys know how I operate. I don't bring just anybody here to this podcast. I bring people that are out there doing it. We have amazing people here before you, Jen, like Sharon Lecter, Frank Shankwitz, many of our friends, uh, you know, Preston Smiles, all these amazing Good. people. We have some other amazing people lined up, guys. You guys know Carlos Inspire Show. This is a free podcast that I do that I bring amazing people in, just like Jen, and they are out there. They have the receipts to prove it. They walks the talk. We are behind the most powerful people, the 1%. And you know what I mean? That's why I love bringing the badass people over here that we can pour a love into you guys. And you know, the way how you guys can pay it back because this is free is by inviting somebody. It's by you know, bringing somebody here, tag somebody to listen to this. Tell them to keep coming back. We are all over iTunes, Google, Podbean, everywhere everywhere you want to be everywhere as i'm always preaching guys you want to put your content out there and you want to be everywhere and just keep pouring it keep pushing it keep doing what nobody else does understand the things that we are talking over here listen to gents read her books understand those key things about body language and i can't wait my friend for the the, the gates of hell to open you know so i can give you a big old hug let me know you guys listen to us right now who is that person oh james i have to stop 30 people that i want to hug once this thing is open you yeah, are on my right. top 30 list and Thank I, you, wanna, I wanna know from you guys who's on your top 30 drop it in a few names below that's this top true 30 that's people. true that you are looking forward to hug and lift them on there. And Jen, she knows the time that I see her, I always give her a beautiful warming hug and lift them up. And who is that? Who's on your top 30, guys? Who's on your, on your bus? Who is that people? Because you see, the people, they join your bus because of the other people that are in the bus. They don't care where you are going. Right. They care about the people that's True. on the bus. You feel me? And I want you guys to, who's on your top party? Who's on your bus? Who is the people that you call and that you reach out to? You know what I mean? That you're constantly surrounding yourself with and you are pushing to the next level. So, my friend, I can't wait for us to party up once this thing is over. Always a pleasure having you here. Guys, oh, there you have it. Guess one last thing. If you have one last message to leave for this planet and you are in your deathbed, what would that message be in one sentence or two? Wow, you're putting me on the spot right there. <laughs> I guess I would have to make sure that people understand that enthusiasm is contagious and uh, we, we like to be around those people who make us feel good and that I've hoped that I've, oh, you're gonna make me cry colors. That I hope I made people feel good when they're around me. <laughs> that's good, huh? I love you, sister. I love I you. I love you, too. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know how we do it, guys. I want to be your favorite hello, your hardest goodbye. This is the podcast. This is the show that amazing people show up to blow up. Every person that comes here. And I wish you guys love, peace, massive determination when you wake up, even more satisfaction when you go to sleep. You know what we are about. We are about living life with contribution, not with acquisition. Life is about the mission, not the commission. It's about to go down and the days that break you are the days.
that make you? With much love, it's your brother, Carlos Inspire, your show host with Jen, rocking and roll, dropping some love. I'll see you guys for another episode of the Carlos Inspire show. Love you all. Have an outstanding day.